all those things that happened in the past has brought me to the person I am today. And if it didn't, if those things didn't happen, I wouldn't be as wise as I am today, or yeah. I wouldn't be as confident in myself uh-huh. as I am today, or I wouldn't be as strong. Welcome back to the Include Youth Podcast with your host, Ronan Boyle, Senior Youth Worker with the Give and Take Scheme and co-host, Niall Cook, a Coordinator of EBE. This week, we are going to have a conversation with a young person from Armagh, uh, Zeke January. Zeke is actually an expert by experience in EBE, um, so we're delighted to have him here for this uh, edition of the podcast. How are you doing, Zeke? Hello, so grateful to be here guys thank you for having me on yeah well I'll, I'll talk a little bit about myself for those of you that don't know me um yeah my name's Zeke and I live in Armagh at the minute and I'm 20 years old so um um yeah well I'll, today we'll talk about how I first got involved in care and uh, or with social workers so my mother was a single parent uh, she she got split up with uh, my little sisters at that time uh-huh. and that's how I first got involved with social workers but I was still living with my father at the time but uh, the first time I actually got into care was whenever I left with my father and I did have problems in school at that time as well so I did uh-huh. uh, just a lot of things going on at home at that time and uh, just obviously the group of friends that I was with at the time as well. So obviously uh, the social workers were informed with all of this here, and I think that's how social workers got. What um, age were you again? This was around thirteen or fourteen 13 years or old. Fourteen. And what was the the group of people that you hung around with? Well, at the time, um, oh, they would have just that would have been when I was in junior high school. So it just would have been a lot of masters and stuff, you know. And they would have been the ones. That would would have smoked and stuff like that yeah. in school, you know. Whenever yeah. you were young, the the cool days, yeah. like yeah. if, you, oh, if you had to say that, like so. But, uh, what, hanging about with them was kind of acting out a bit too, as being for being in care and stuff too. It was a wee bit of rebellion on your part. Yeah, it, it was, and uh, a way to cope. It was a way to cope, like and uh, being in care. Whenever I first moved into care, it was a way for me to socialize as well with other young people. You, you that, see, that, so. that were in care. Yeah, from being in care, because whenever I was in care, I would have just been stuck in the house all the time, you know, and uh, never would have left the room or anything, and yep. just uh, really felt isolated, and sometimes when you are in care, like, you do feel like you, you literally have no one, you know, and... Uh, did you, sorry, Zeke, did you go into the children's room? Uh, well, I didn't elaborate on it much there. The first time I got put into care was because, like, me and my mother had to go live with my uncle, so... Social worker said that, you know, my mum couldn't look after me. There was yeah. nowhere for me to really live, you know, and stay uh-huh. in that house. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why I got moved into care of the first place. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was for a couple of weeks. That was for about maybe three weeks to a month, nearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I did start hanging around with the bad crowd, like. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So what age were you in, from, in care from and to? Uh, whenever I got moved into care, I was... 14 coming 15 I think around yeah. that age and um, yeah it was only for a month that the first time around but then uh, whenever I did leave care again I went back to my mother's and we actually went back to Lurgan again mm-hmm. and uh, she had a house there and at the time I'm, I was still involved with social workers and stuff wasn't really allowed to see my sisters that much and things right. but um then again, I did. I was still in with the same group of friends at that time, and um, so you were split up from your family. Essentially, you didn't see your sisters, and then you were hanging around with say <clears throat> people that maybe weren't good for you. 
yeah, people that weren't good for me at the time. Uh, but obviously, whenever I was living at the time, yeah, I was thinking it was great fun, you know. It was just, it, it was something to sort of distract me from what was going on mm-hmm. and distract me from my own feelings of what was actually going on in my life yeah, and actually up. dealing with it. Yeah. Uh, so I actually turned to a lot of alcohol at that time and uh, just going out a lot, you know, and just doing stupid things and getting angry with people and got involved with uh, just a group of friends that were would have always been fighting with people and things like that. But at the end of it anyway, like, um, it got that bad that I had, uh, uh, I had got me and my mother evicted from my house. So uh-huh. I did up in Lurgan and that, that was the second time that I got put into care and that was the time I was put into care for a long time till I was 17. So see, when you said that you, what your behaviour ended up, your mother had to move, you and your mother had to move, was that your lowest point? That would have, yeah, one of the lowest points in my life ever. Like And um, yeah, obviously whenever I got moved away from all of my mates being in around that every single day and I would have been in school and stuff as well so it was a whole new thing for me just being brought out of that so abruptly and just being so in that room being so alone it, it, it really opened my eyes to what was important to me but whenever I did whenever I did move into care that first couple of months it was the hardest time of my life because it was a whole new place and I didn't didn't know anyone there and uh, obviously the the kid don't get me wrong the carers were lovely people and stuff like but it's a big you know, transition in your life and you're moving from one area and you're moving into this and it's yeah really, and uh, especially going into the stranger's home and stuff and yeah not even being able to see your family the, the way you wanted to and the social workers from my <clears throat> don't get me wrong the social workers on my side you know the social workers that were involved with me they're great they were a great blessing to me so they have been they've helped me with that with so much in my life but the social workers that are involved with my little sisters uh, they just really haven't done their part at all and I think that frustrated me a lot in life because I was trying to get my point across you know of me just being the bigger brother and just wanting to have a relationship with them and just trying trying to get them to understand that everything that's happened between my mother and their father has nothing to do with me, you know, like... Or do yeah. with them. It's so, you seen, with them. so you're saying that social services work for you, but you've seen it not working the same for your sisters? Yeah. Is it sisters or sisters? Sisters. I have two little sisters. Two sisters. So when's the last time you've seen them? I haven't saw them over, uh, over a year. Was that tough? M- that must be hard. It is really hard. I miss them every single day, you know. And uh, in the lockdown last year, last summer, I was able to get calls with them, you know, and just we FaceTimes or whatever, like. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was from last August or September, you know. Zeke, when you're so you're talking about looking contact with your, your sisters. So you went on the care. You went in and stayed with. Who did you live with? The family was it? a couple. So it was. So uh, one thing that I want to talk about as well before I get on to that, uh, see at the time whenever I was in care, um, I still was in the same group of friends for a long time and I never talked to anyone about anything, but from all of my experiences in life to where I am now, like, you know, uh, all I want to say is that it's it's very important to talk about things and just whatever emotions you, you're feeling at that time, it's it's very important to just let it out and not just hold it in because whenever you do that you're just hurting yourself and others more and it, the problem's never really going to go away it's always still going to be there unless you just face it and that's one thing that I've learned well that's do. a good that's a good message because yeah. bottling up 
has never worked. It's not good for your mental health, and as you say, it's not good for others, and you're facing it and, and acknowledging it. and Yeah, because the reason why I'm saying that is because there's been many points in my life that sort of breakdowns that I've had with myself, just how I've acted out towards other people out of impulsiveness or just out of yeah. uh, you know st- stupidity, you know, and not even thinking about my actions of how it caused other people to feel or... Um, how I've made myself feel, you know, even mis- yep. even looking after myself, and that's that's a big thing that uh, as well that I had to learn is uh, is whenever whenever I moved out of care, I was in care from I was about f- fourteen and a half till about seventeen or something like that there for a long time, and I actually I was with friends for a long period of time, and uh, whenever I moved back to Lurgan, whenever I was seventeen, I got back in the same group of friends doing the exact same things, but I thought it. W- I, I thought I was going into it with a different mindset and uh, you know that maybe this time I could sort of try and help my friends you yeah. know and still help them to see that there is a better life out there that it doesn't have to be like this anymore you yeah, know it doesn't have to be like drugs and fighting and 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 you that's brilliant what you're saying because you're saying that you need to look after yourself first you need to sort of love yourself don't you, you need yeah to, you if you know, don't love yourself no one else can like. exactly and you can't help others if you can't help yourself do you know what I mean exactly yeah, I am which is Can't brilliant can I take you back a wee bit just um, to you as well, Zeke? You were talking about um, obviously going into care and what was happening, a lot going on in the background whilst being at school. How was school during that time for you? Um, school during that time for me, I did, I did not enjoy school at all, which is uh, very discouraging for me because the. the for me, education was always a thing that I really enjoyed doing, you know, and I actually didn't, not only recently, I discovered only about a year or two years ago, like I started really getting back into my reading and things like that, yeah, and just, good. you know, really getting into my personal yeah. development and things yeah. like that. But at the time when I was in school, um, you know, there was just so much going on in my, in my life, and yeah. whenever I was acting out and things like that, the teachers always just had their judgments on me and whenever yeah. other people do have their judgments and their opinions and beliefs on me it does sort of influence on how you be as well if see if they just had a bit more faith in me and just took me aside yeah. if I was acting out or you know um, if I was a bit annoyed at something you know obviously something wasn't good that day or you know mm-hmm. something just, just was noticing up. the signs just You're noticing just, the yeah, signs yeah because that can happen in schools they don't take on board what goes on in people's personal life yeah. So if you're if you're acting out or you're misbehaving or something, it's usually because of something that's going on in your personal life. Yeah. And, and they don't they don't investigate that. I don't think they just no. they just judge you as being. And that's 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 like a main yeah. theme that happens with a lot of our young people yeah. in care. It's a running theme across some of these podcasts as well. That you know. Yeah, uh, you're just treated as outcast, you know, like in just a bad bunch of the apple, like. But when and you know what that means? Then that means that you don't enjoy education. Yeah. And you're, 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 like listen, already speaking to you, Zeke, you sound like a really intelligent guy. And education to me is like, le- learning to me is like doing things you enjoy doing, so go and learn what you enjoy doing. Yeah, and, doing and, something and you're passionate about, like, you know, there could, you go. It, it could bring, it could do the your heart world a wonder, like, so it can. And well, That's right, exactly, because the passionate's the key, you know, if you're passionate about something, you're going to learn and you're going to keep you're doing You're going to keep doing it until school, you progress and being the best of learning you can. different and stuff like that there, so. So where did it begin to turn for you, Zeke? Well... It began to turn for me when I was in care. Um, being at the time, it was very unfair for me for being brought away and just so abruptly, just you know, being away from all my friends and stuff like that. There, but it it made me realize 
what really was important to me and there was actually a time in my life where I felt that low that I didn't even want to you know be here anymore like I just didn't want to be alive anymore but whenever I was in care um, I just learned to you know give things a different meaning from my past like yeah things could have happened to me and people could have done me wrong and I could have been blaming them for the rest of my life and I just could have been stuck in that anger and that resentment towards that situation or someone but I just realised that um, it's it's brought all those things that happened in the past has brought me to the person I am today and if it didn't if those things didn't happen I wouldn't be as wise as I am today or yeah. I wouldn't be as confident in myself uh-huh. as I am today or I wouldn't be as strong as yeah. I am as yeah. I as if those things didn't happen, anymore. you're almost an expert by experience, like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. So, like, it's it's the the negative things that happen in your life. You look at them and and turn them into positives, and yeah. and like and as Niall says, you're an expert by experience. So, you're what you're doing now is you're giving back to young people. And and as I was saying, I was chatting to Helena, and Helena would be the senior youth worker in the Give and Take scheme in Armagh. Yeah. And I said that Zeke coming on her pod today, and she was buzzing, and she says. Nearly every young person that comes on the Give and Take doing an information session and they hear that Zeke's an EBE, they're buzzing about it. Yeah. They all love Zeke. So that tells a lot, Zeke. You know, if you, you, like, our young people, if, if somebody's working with them that's went through the same experiences, how good's that? Yeah. It's invaluable, do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, you could open up to them a lot more yeah. and they, someone that really understands what you're going through, like, you know, you could feel a lot better talking to someone like that, definitely. And also, I was chatting to Zeke yesterday, um, as part of the Learning for Action project, he's going to be doing his Level 2 Youth Leadership Award. And as part of that, you have to do a social action project and reflect on it and talk about how you... Um, what you done as part of that social action project and Zeke's only been on a short time and he's already taken part in the, the Lissa Halley uh, Resource Centre we're fixing up a garden as part of that Zeke's been helping now for three or four weeks he's going to be doing this podcast he's done the educational underachievement videos um, I'm also putting forward for a couple of other projects are coming up So, and he's also took a session for the IMR group on well-being. So he's already... Brilliant, man. Brilliant. He took a session for the other young people in Give and Take. And yeah, very about excited well- for it also. It's been all great, Craig. <laughs> but and I'm, you'd be a brilliant youth worker, you know. Is that one of the areas you're looking at? Or? Yeah, no, it's it's something that I'm... That I actually am interested in. I don't know where I'll end up in the future, like, but it's it's. I do enjoy working with other young people, so I do, and you know, b- through my whole experience, you know, just to be able to help another young person see the positive in life, you know, instead yeah. of one one message that I wanted to put out today, anyway, is that see what you focus on every day. Essentially, that's what your life is going to turn out like. You know, see, there's there's a metaphor I like to use. There's that I read in a book once. Um, there's two wells. If you like to think of it in your mind, there's one that's going to just eat everything up that's around it and inside of it. You know, or there's the one that's going to look after the pack. It's going to be the alpha omega of the pack. You know, yes. it's going to uh, be stronger every day. The more you feed that one. The wolf that you feed the most is essentially the one that's going to win. So exactly. my, my recommendation is feed the alpha mega wolf. If watered down, if you focus on the negative, then it's going to be negative. Yeah, oh, think of it like wearing goggles. You know, if you just think of negative things all the time, that's all you're going to see all yeah. the time. But it is very hard to get out of that mindset when you are thinking of negative things all the time and you're waking up first thing in the morning like, oh, I can't be bothered with this. Or, you know, even just one thing that I used to do a lot whenever I was in BCM, I didn't have a phone at the time, but I, I was quite depressed at that time, so I was. But uh, there, there were... 
I used to just wake up first thing in the morning and just watch TV and just lay there for hours, you know, till I wake up, like, and then just ne next thing after that, just get a coffee and, you know, it would take me so long to wake up. But uh, another, like, just one thing that I changed that helped me to stay and keep a positive mindset is the habits that I build in my daily life, like, you know, and just if, as soon as you wake up in the morning, instead of going on the phone or watching TV or whatever, just be there by yourself do something that you enjoy doing like yeah do something constructive like you know even if you like if you like reading do that if you like if you want to try up something new like jogging or anything do that you know and the first couple of days it's hard to put, put in new habits because it's, some, it's not something that you're not used to it's your your body is so used to doing the same thing every single day but once you do once you just change that a couple of days after a while, it's well, going to oh, default a new habit. Yeah. yeah. So what's, uh, you're going like to create a, a whole new experience of life for yourself. I think Zeke, what you're saying, I hope you, long, young people listen to this, that maybe, and you sort of came from, like mental health's involved in this, depression and stuff like that, so you were family breakdown, but didn't they care, you were hanging around with young people and there was a lot of drug and alcohol and fighting and stuff like that. But see the guys too that you be along with that are doing all that, they do be your friends. Even though you're doing negative stuff, but then because you were saying about you're trying to go back and maybe help them, yeah. But then anybody listening to this now, it shows you that you can go from a bad place. And your your message was like, positivity breeds positivity. I'll I'll put it in a more simple way. Think of it as an Instagram feed or a Facebook feed or anything like that. All the stuff that you keep liking or subscribing to, the same videos and the same things are going to keep. The algorithms will keep putting you in that direction. That's right. Yeah. And you're talking about same analogy, education you know? too. I love that because. Education doesn't end with school. Do you know what I mean? Like you're it shouldn't end with school. It should be a lifelong... Yeah, and you started after school, school. really, didn't it? Yeah. Because it the, the, the school didn't take you on board. It didn't consider where you were coming yeah, from. Yeah, and to be honest with you, after I did leave school, I find it way more exciting, way more fun. Like, you know, I, I find it like, you know, I really want to do it. Like, it's not yeah. like no one's telling me you, you have, have to, to do that because it'll be good for you or you... You know, and another thing as well that I'd like to talk about is whenever I was young and whenever I did go to school and stuff, I, I, like I was always sort of just following what everyone else was doing. You know, I was I wasn't really going into my own body, going into my own skin, and asking myself, "What do I like yeah. about this? What do I see myself? How, where do I see myself in the future if What's I continue to do this?" Like? Yeah, you have to find your passion in life because if you're, there's no point time wasting. There's no point wasting your time on things that you don't enjoy because you're just going to keep attracting all those things that you don't enjoy, which is a vicious cycle. That's brilliant. And you sound passionate even talking now. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you're young, so you have a big... I believe you have a bright future ahead of you. So what's your situation now? Do you... Or well, uh, obviously with lockdown and stuff, it's uh, sort of helped me back on the plans of what I wanted to do. But at the minute, uh, I've just kept myself busy, obviously, with the gardening projects and things like that. But it's... Um, You're doing your maths and English and as well. And my maths and English and my, all my essential skills. I'm doing my ACT and stuff as well. It's... it's um, so where, where are you living now or what? Are you I'm living in Armagh at the minute with my girlfriend. Uh, we've been together for Brilliant. two and a half years now, so we have. And um, yeah, living with our three cats at home. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. So you're usually living independently. I were living independently for nearly a year now, so I have, and yeah, it's a been success. a great blessing, that's so it has. I, for any of you that are interested in personal development or any spiritual kind of stuff, uh, we I'm open up, me and my girlfriend are opening up a website, which is going to be called thespiritualstop.com, so if any of you are ever interested in that, please have a look at it. Excellent, the, I can the, maybe put the link in the bio, so yeah. I'll put it as part of the Spotify, so when you share it out, that'll be all part of it, That's that's great. Zeke, that was a 
really inspiring and really powerful and hopefully that uh, young people around your age will uh, have a chance to listen to this and you can help inspire them as well. Um, listen, thank you for your time and listen, we'd love to have you back sometime. Yeah, thanks very much, Zeke. Thank you very much. Bye.